The Apostle Paul tells us that hope does not disappoint. Some will find this naive. After all, he was beaten and stoned, slandered, shipwrecked, snake bit, imprisoned, and eventually the Romans beheaded him. But once you know more about the story, it actually gets harder to swallow Paul's apparently sunny attitude. Paul wasn't just banking on a happy ending for his own personal story. The substance of Paul's hope was the reconciliation of all people. All people. Everywhere. We humans would no longer divide ourselves into competing tribes, us and them, Jew and Greek, slave and free. Every step Paul took was animated by his commitment to a world where difference didn't divide, where diversity brought strength, where cooperation displaced competition, where compassion and justice give birth to perpetual peace. You know, the kingdom of God. In God's kingdom, the dignity of each would be respected by all. The well-being of all would be the heart's desire of each. We would never again hear my tribe before all others. That was a lot to hope for in the Roman Empire. Mercilessly leveraging their military superiority, the Romans subdued all other states and cowed their own citizens. The Pax Romana, the Roman peace, pretty much came down to this. A privileged elite enjoyed immense wealth, and exercised power with little accountability to the masses. The vast majority of people lived in, in five-story walk-ups and struggled to put ramen noodles on the dinner table. The ruling class brutally suppressed attempts to change the social order in favor of what they saw as the nobodies. Think crucifixion, for instance. Paul had another sort of peace in mind. Jesus' sort of peace. And yet, in the face of what Rome tried to pass off as peace, Paul says that hope does not disappoint. And Paul has the same word for us today. We have seen children and teachers slaughtered in their classrooms. Disgruntled citizens have opened fire on elected officials. Nightclubs have become shooting galleries. 
thousands of additional troops are headed to Afghanistan after more than a decade of war. Terrorists in Great Britain bombed concert goers and drove their vehicles into unsuspecting pedestrians. We're experiencing a sharp rise in violence against ethnic minorities, non-Christian religion groups, and members of the LGBTQ community. Given all of this, how can Paul say that hope does not disappoint? I think it's because... Paul sees that hope is not a theme only of his individual story or of yours or of mine. Hope is the theme of our story. Paul understands his own life as part of a much, much larger story. The story of God embracing humans just as God finds us throughout all history. Paul's words about hope come after he has explained the significance of Abraham for the followers of Jesus. So let's take a few minutes to reflect on the Abraham narrative. God called Abraham and Sarah to leave their family and to start a new one. Actually, they were leaving their tribe. In Abraham's day, everybody was part of a tribe composed, basically, of their extended family. Nobody left their tribe. Nobody. So this already makes Abraham's story sort of unusual. All other tribes were competitors, if not enemies. Even allies were just potential adversaries. Violent clashes between tribes for land and for resources were the norm. Each tribe would do whatever it took to protect its way of life and to enhance its position among the tribes. Their conflicts could reach a nauseating level of savagery. A conquering force would sometimes slaughter every man, woman, and child of their enemy. Or the victor might put all the males to death and take the women for themselves. In any event, they didn't want any males or their male heirs left to plot some future retaliation. And get this, the winners all said that God told them to do that. If this is news to you, you have skipped significant portions of the Hebrew Scriptures. I understand, it's a terribly disturbing read. Anyway, God sends Abraham and Sarah to a distant land to start a new tribe. 
Tribes come to be by having children. And that's why God promises Abraham and Sarah that they will have a veritable Milky Way of kids. And I mean by that, you know, like the stars, not the candy bar. Put a pin in that for now. Put a pin in it. And we'll come back to it. Right now, I want to circle back to this whole new tribe thing. Okay? God didn't intend for Abraham to start a tribe that was like all those other tribes except stronger. God wasn't going to equip Abraham with a bigger military force and more advanced weaponry. All the other tribes were dedicated to taking what they could get and defending what they had accumulated. Every existing tribe was entirely self-interested. Abraham's new tribe was to grow from a radically new idea. Here's how God explains it in Genesis. You will be a blessing. In you, all the families of the earth, all the tribes of the earth, shall be blessed. Abraham was not starting up just one more tribe. He was going to be the father of an entirely new kind of tribe. That tribe's purpose is to bless all comers, to restore God's peace to creation, to end us-them consciousness once and for all. Abraham and Sarah waited decades for Isaac. But by the time he came along, I suspect that they both realized that their milky way of descendants would be decades, centuries, millennia in the making. Their personal stories, though important, were part of a vast web of stories with God right at the center all along. So you see, Abraham's story continues in Jesus Christ. That's how Paul saw it. In Christ, all the tribes of the world will be blessed. As Christ's body, his followers are that new kind of tribe, that tribe that exists to bring God's healing to the creation. In his day, the same old self-centered tribe still surrounded his fledgling little tribe. Violence and oppression, exploitation and poverty still mar human life in our day. In some seasons, like our own, these dehumanizing forces seem to be gaining the upper hand, but Paul would remind us not to despair. 
Hope does not disappoint so long as we feed the hungry and shelter the homeless, so long as we refuse to greet the stranger as an enemy, so long as we insist that our welfare depends on the well-being of our neighbor, so long as we not only respect but guard the dignity of every human being. So, when Paul said that hope does not disappoint, I think he was getting at something like this. Don't just cling to hope. Be it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.